Hello, and thank you for joining us for this uh, live Bible teaching. Um, I'm going to continue on from some things that I was talking about last week when uh, we started looking at some of the basic truths of the gospel uh, and looking at a subject that I've titled Released from Captivity and Oppression. Um, Because, you know, I, I believe that the enemy has really managed to get some Christians captive in some areas, bound in some areas. Uh, But the gospel is about freedom. And some people are even believing that some of the things that are going on in their lives, maybe God wants them there, or, you know, maybe God's behind it, or maybe God gets glory from it, or all kinds of other stuff. And they're hearing all kinds of different things preached and taught. But we need to really come back to the core truths of the gospel, really begin to realize that the, the gospel is a message of being set free from the captivity of the enemy. And any other gospel that gets preached, any any supposed gospel or supposed New Testament message which preaches people back under the captivity of the enemy or that's or that leaves them the idea that they that God wants them to stay bound. That's not the gospel. That's a perversion of the gospel. And uh, we uh, so last week we, we went through some things. We showed you in Acts chapter 10. When when Peter was preaching to Cornelius's household, he, he stood up and he said he remind, he spoke to them about the word or the message that had started in Galilee and had spread throughout Judea and, and, and right after the baptism of John. So, so he's referring to the message that spread through Jesus, what Jesus went about preaching. And then he tells us, he summarizes, Peter summarizes what that message is. And he says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed, oppressed by the devil. Oppression has got to do with that control or, or that, that burden that gets put on people when, the, when they're captive. And it, you, it, very often, almost a slavery, they, they're oppressed. They, they, they kept bound in the condition. So Peter actually includes that in his summary of the gospel, his summary of what Jesus preached, that that Jesus went about releasing people who were oppressed by the devil. And, you know, when Peter refers to that, when he's talking about the message that was preached, he's referring to what Jesus preached in Luke 4. Because that's what Jesus started preaching in Galilee. When Jesus stood up and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then he gives why the spirit of the Lord is upon him. And one one of the reasons is is to proclaim liberty to the captives. Freedom. Liberty is freedom. Freedom to the captives. And and then even two lines later, he talks about to set at liberty or to set free those who are oppressed. That's what Jesus preached. This is the message. This is what Peter referred back to. See, it is not God's plan and intention for people to be bound and to be oppressed by the enemy. Uh, but the enemy has managed to, 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 to even oppress and bring Christians to a place where they're captive to things. You know, so even things in their bodies, I'm gonna, we're going to look at the, the, the healing in the body tonight and the captivity that the enemy brings to people. And, and you see, 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 people have gotten to the stage where they don't see sickness for what it is. I'm not just talking about the world. I'm talking about the church. People in the church, they, you know, they, they're hearing preached in pulpits that, oh, maybe the Lord wants that and all kinds of stuff. Maybe God's in some sick, perverted, disgusting way gets glory out of that person being sick. Yeah, exactly. It's a perversion. That's not the Bible. 
That's not the, the message of, the, of, of Christianity, the message of the cross. That is a warped gospel. And, and somewhere, something, somewhere, things have just changed from what the Bible says and getting preached differently. There is no way. God does not get glory out of someone staying bound in their body. He gets glory out of his power and his spirit moving in their life to release them from that captivity. And God's not using these things to, 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 to make people humble. All of this garbage that gets preached. It's just call it what it is. It's garbage. Let's get back to the gospel. Let's preach what the gospel is. The gospel is a message of being released from that, from that captivity to come out of that oppression. And, and, and that oppression, like I was saying a moment ago, can be captivity in, in their bodies. Some people are captive to sicknesses, captive to illnesses, captive to conditions in their bodies. And, and, and they're hearing it preached that maybe God wants that for them and maybe God doesn't want to heal them. And it's keeping them bound. Or, or they feel that 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 maybe God maybe God is upset with them and, and, and because they did wrong and maybe God doesn't want to heal them and, and and all of that is keeping people bound. Some people are captive in in their emotions where the enemy brings dark cloud of depression and just keeps them captive to a thing that keeps their whole life in prison. It's what it is. It's like a prison. In, in their whole life is oppressed by that thing that just. Yeah, has them shackled, chained up. See it for what it is. This is captivity. The God is not the captor. The enemy is the oppressor and the captor. Some people, there's Christians that are captive to habits and they're struggling to get free. And even some of them may be yielding to sin and they're captive to habits and sins, things that they just keep yielding to and they're struggling to get free from it. And then because they're captive to it, they then get condemned and under guilt and condemnation because of what they're struggling to get free from. And then the enemy uses the guilt and the condemnation to oppress them even more and to get them all even more captive. And then they become captive to that condemnation and guilt. And it's a prison. There's something wrong here. That's not the gospel. The gospel is a message where God says, says that, that the spirit of the Lord upon Jesus, the anointed one, the Christ, comes to set people free. And God wants, God wants us to have our eyes open and begin to realize and, and realize that God, God's desire for my life is freedom from captivity and oppression. And I'm not just talking natural captivity. I'm talking about captive to the work of the enemy in our lives, whether it's in our bodies and our minds and our emotions, in our habits, in our behavior. Let's, let's, get, let's, let's see it for what it is and capture the heart of God. Because Jesus said, spirit of the, of the Lord is upon me to proclaim liberty to the captives. It is time. It is time for God's people to start getting free in some areas. Even in this nation, in the UK, the enemy has kept some Christians bound for many years and he's used false doctrine to keep them bound. Error that is being preached, and I've mentioned to some of them, errors about God getting glory and God wanting you and maybe the Lord doesn't do it anymore. Well, that's it. And that, All of those erroneous teachings that are taught from pulpits have kept people bound and kept them in a condition where they've not gotten free from things. And they've begun to believe maybe God wants me in that condition. No, we need the truth, the truth of the word. The truth will set you free.
begin to see this. Now, I want to look at a woman here in the Bible in Luke chapter 13. Now, for some of us, this might be a, a familiar passage, but I want to relate this passage into what I'm talking about. I want, to, I want you to see this passage through the eyes of this whole idea of captivity to things and, and how Jesus sets people free. And like I said, even if you know this passage and you've heard it preached before, just open your heart and catch this because just get a fresh revelation. Begin to be, see the freedom that is included in the gospel and how God wants his people set free. Because I do believe in, from the bottom of my heart that the enemy has tried to keep so many Christians captive. But it is time for us to start getting free. It is time for us for, for healings to start taking place and for people to begin to experience the touch of the spirit of God and the freedom that the anointing brings. And to release them from captivity in their bodies and their minds and their emotions. Christians don't have to be bound by depression their whole lives there is the joy of the holy spirit that'll set you free there is an anointing of joy of the spirit of god to break the power of that oppression over your life and over your mind and this dark cloud that just seems to hang over you that's a prison it is captivity okay and i've seen some of the comments here i'm just so busy preaching away but good hello good to see you and and, and uh, good thank you for joining us and watching us but uh, let's look at luke chapter 13 and i want to look at this uh, what the word teaches about this woman it says in verse 10 jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the sabbath and verse 11 behold there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity Okay. Now, what is the spirit of infirmity? It's, well, first of all, it says she had it for 18 years. That's a long time. That's a long time. But it says this, she was bent over. Her whole body was just bent over like this. And it says she could in no way raise herself up. She couldn't straighten up. And, and I want you, what we're going to look at, and I want you to begin to see, I want you to be, see how Jesus viewed this condition in her. What was Jesus' attitude toward it and, and, and what, what happened next? So she's about 18 years, 18 years in this condition. She's coming to that synagogue. This is her local synagogue. We could call it using today's terminology within Christianity. It's like her local church. But she's going there week after week after week. No one's helping her. She's staying bound. She's in this condition, going to synagogue. That's like a lot of Christians these days, going to church week after week after week, and yet not getting free in some areas. That's not how it's supposed to be in church. Anyway, verse 12, it says, but when Jesus saw her, now this is where everything changed in her life. I love this. This is incredible. It says, Jesus saw her. He called her to him. He, he, he doesn't say when Jesus saw her, he thought to herself, my word, isn't it amazing the humility that God is teaching her out of that condition? And Jesus stands at a distance and says, oh, God, we just give you glory for, the, for that condition the woman is in. He doesn't say that. Now, that's what you might hear in some churches today. And that's because they're not preaching the word of God. OK, <laughs> yeah. say it how it is. Right. But he called this woman to her. And I want you to notice his attitude. I want you to notice how did Jesus view what what did Jesus what was his opinion? What how did he view the condition this woman was in? OK, he didn't see it as a blessing from God. He didn't see it as, as making her more humble. He didn't see it as God, God giving glory. He didn't view it as her cross she must bear. 
so she can learn through her suffering. He, none of that is in the way Jesus viewed it or spoke to her. Notice what he says. The first thing, Jesus sees this woman, one encounter with Jesus. 18 years she's been coming to the synagogue. Nobody's helped her. One encounter with Jesus. Let's see what happens. It says, when Jesus, verse 12, when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity speaks directly to her these are the first words out of her mouth five words one two three four five six seven seven words in english woman you are loosed from your infirmity at that moment this woman's life's changed forever it says he laid hands on her and immediately she was made straight what happened this thing this condition in her life's gone like that one encounter with Jesus, seven words in English. Uh, obviously, he didn't speak in English, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't, know, don't know how many words it was in, in, in that language. But immediately she was made straight and glorified God. <coughs> Notice what Jesus said. You are loosed. That word loosed is powerful. That word loosed there, if you look at where that word is used elsewhere in the Bible, you, you, you see that that word, it's, con it, it, it's used many times in the New Testament to talk directly about a person in prison being set free. Real prison. A real, it's used in the book of Acts when they were in prison and they, they were set free from that prison. That word loosed is directly connected to a captive being set free and released. So when Jesus said, be released, be loosed from this, he, he, is, he, he is recognizing this woman is a captive. She's captive to this thing. It has kept her life prisoner. She not kept her life prisoner, kept her life in prison, kept her a prisoner for 18 years. That's how Jesus viewed her condition. She saw it as a prison and he saw she's supposed to be free from that prison. Now jump down <coughs> to uh, verse 16. Verse 16, something else Jesus said, which goes along the same line. It says, um, Jesus is actually talking after the woman's healed here. But in verse 16, it says, so ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, ought not means she's supposed to be, she is supposed to be. And he goes on and says free, but let's look at the wording. Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham whom Satan has bound? And I, want you, I want you to capture each of these words that Jesus uses. Because I want you to see from Jesus' perspective, this woman was in prison. Okay? He uses these kind of words more than once. He says, first of all, who bound her? Satan. Not God. Not God. This didn't, this didn't come from God. But Jesus viewed her condition as a captivity, as a prison. Okay. We've already see, seen he used the word loose, but now he says Satan has bound. This time, that word bound, it, if you look up the original word, it talks about being fastened with chains. That's what that word means. Satan has bound her. He has put chains around her life. And it's got to do with it's got to do with the, the being fastened and bound and tied up. See, you need to realize that this this is what these kind of physical conditions are. This is what the enemy's doing, and he's even getting it preached from Christian pulpits that they have to stay that way. 
and that maybe God doesn't want to heal them. The enemy's using this to keep people in prisons, chained up to physical conditions that they're not getting free from. So Jesus said here, look, let's look at all the words. This is, this is really enlightening. When Satan has bound her, he's kept her chained up. He says, think of it for 18 years. Now, why does he use that phrase? Think of it. This is almost like he's surprised. He's saying Satan has kept this woman chained up for 18 years. And he says, ought not this woman be loosed? Loosed there. Loosed has the meaning of, of untying those chains. There's a slightly different word to the previous time when he says be loosed. It has the idea of untying something, almost like you untie your shoelace. You undo those, those, the, the chain that has been around her. Ought not this woman be loosed or the, the chains around a prisoner being taken off? Ought not this woman whom the enemy has chained up have these chains removed off her life? That's what he's saying. And then he says, "Who? Uh, uh, let me find the word, uh, be loosed from this bond, this bond on the Sabbath. That word bond has to do with almost like a band, like a, like, like a, a band that gets tied around someone. Like when they put a prisoner chain around their neck and they have this thick metal band around them. That's what that word is when it says bond. It's the word for a band, a, 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 like a, a, and again, a shackle put around a prisoner, chained up. Look at the words Jesus is using for this woman. He's describing this condition that she has been in for all these years as a, a chain around her life, a prison, chained up, shackled up. Who? By the enemy. He doesn't say, oh, God wants you to stay that way. Oh, yeah, well, the, 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 the will of the Lord. Maybe the Lord loves you. Maybe the Lord wants to teach you humility through that garbage. That's not the word of God. Okay. What does Jesus say about this woman? He uses the word loosed. And in fact, and I didn't give this a moment away, but that word loosed, he says, ought not this woman who be loosed from this bond, the shackle around her life. That word loosed also has the meaning destroy. Jesus said that shackle should be destroyed of her life, totally obliterated. Why? Jesus came to set the captives free. God, it's not God's will and God's plan and God's desire that people are chained up. Christians, no, 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 no. Coming to church week after week after week and yet staying in that condition of being bound up. And hearing it preached from the pulpit that God wants them in that condition. How could the gospel, the word of God, the preaching of the word of God from the pulpit have gotten so off track in so many places that people are being preached into those conditions of bondage? That's the opposite of the gospel. It's God's design. See that thing for what it is. Begin to realize this is a shackle of the enemy. This is a bondage. Jesus comes to this woman and says, it is time for those shackles to be destroyed off your life. That's what he stood up and preached when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring freedom to the captives. If anyone ever says, well, I don't know if it's God's will to heal me. This message right here is God's is why it's God's will to heal you, because those physical conditions are a prison.
They take take a person's life prison, especially long-term conditions. No, God came to set, Jesus came to set people free. It's God's will to, it is God's will for people to be set free from the chains that are binding up their life. Where the enemy is using these things to bring his purposes into people's lives. Let's see what the gospel is. It's a message of freedom for the captives. Now, one more thing I want to point out here. Notice what happens next. So Jesus comes to this one, one encounter with this woman. And that chain is destroyed over her life. She stands up. Wow. Now, this woman's been coming to the synagogue for 18 years. And here comes the ruler of the synagogue. He looks at what's happened to this woman. I'm trying to find where I've written the scripture. There it is. Comes to this woman. And in verse 14, right after she made straight, she's glorifying God. She's excited. Her life's just been touched by the power of God. She's had an oppression broken over her life. You would think that ruler of the synagogue would look at this woman and think, wow, it's about time. 18 years I've known this woman. She's been coming to this church. I know it was the synagogue. I'm saying church, okay? <laughs> 18, 18 years she's been coming to this church. And wow, praise God, man. Wow, she's finally free from this thing. But no, he doesn't respond like that. He is the representative of God. He's the ruler of that synagogue. He's the leader of that synagogue, or as I said, I'm going to say church. (laughs) Okay, just for us to think of this in modern terms. The ruler of the synagogue, it says he answered with indignation. Indignation. What is indignation? I know what it is, but I I thought I'd go and look it up and get an idea of what, what this is all about in my studies indignation first of all it's anger it's anger he is angry that this woman is free i've i've seen i've seen christian preachers that have that kind of attitude they they get angry at healing they get angry at things like oh how dare you bring that stuff around here okay but this is anger coming out of this man and but indignation has got to do with anger that is around, that gets a person gets angry because they look at something that they perceive something is is being done wrong. He's looked at the situation and he thought, no, 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 that's all wrong. That's all wrong that's going on there. And it made him angry at it. How could a person who's supposed to be representing the word of God and the things of God get angry? It's someone being released from captivity by God. Things have got to gone off really far for, for that to happen. But what's he looking at? He looks at this woman. He couldn't care less that she's just been free from captivity. Couldn't care less that her life has just been changed in a moment. Couldn't care less about any of it. Couldn't care less about the fact that someone valuable and precious. He didn't see this woman's value. All he saw was his religious principles. All he saw, what's he angry at? Jesus did it on the wrong day of the week. It's the Sabbath. You you can't do those things on the Sabbath. See, he's more interested in defending his religious ideology. He doesn't mind this woman coming to church for 18 years, bound in captivity, as long as she's doing the religious practices properly. That was all his priority was in her life. You can come to be bound, captive, have the enemy running rampant in your life. But as long as you're fulfilling your religious duties in the synagogue each week, he was happy. 
See, he, he, he wasn't representing the heart of God. All he was representing was his religious principles. God's heart is to set the captives free. But this guy, he, he, he lost that. He, had, he, he, he couldn't even see that. As far as he was concerned, his only role in her life was to make sure she was doing all the religious principles properly and to keep her in line. And the moment she steps out of line, which happened to be the moment she got free, no, 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 you can't do that on the Sabbath. That's awful. How, how, could, how could someone miss the heart of God so much like that? There's, they're Christians. They're, they're going to churches. All their pastor wants to make sure is that they, they're crossing the T's and dotting the I's and doing all the religious practices. And you're making sure you're in church everywhere. You're doing all this, 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 and this. And you're doing all your little bits of Christianity. You're doing all the bits correctly. But we don't care if you're coming to church sick and bound, captive to the enemy, as long as you're doing all the little little bits properly. That's not the gospel. Gospel is freedom for the captives. Capture that and you start to move into the heart of God. See, this ruler of the synagogue was more interested in what she was doing than in her as a person. The condition of her life. So when she was doing all the correct things, the condition of her life meant nothing to him. Jesus, one encounter, what matters to him is, the, is her value as a person and getting her free from an enemy. That's the first thing he does in her life. Why? Because Jesus was the representation of the Father God. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What does that tell me about the Father God? The Father God values people and he values, he doesn't want people under the captivity of the enemy. That matters to him. And let's capture this. And as I said in this message at the start, it is time Christians start getting free. It is start time that Christians who have been bound in churches and they've been under physical condition, they've been maybe even been hearing it preached from the pulpit that God doesn't want to, doesn't want to heal. And it's time they begin to see the truth of the gospel. It's time they begin to realize the core message of the gospel is freedom from an en the captivity of an enemy. See that thing in your life for what it is. Don't pet your sickness like God loves that sickness being in your life or something. That's not, that's not the gospel. See that sickness for what it is. It is a captivity. It's a chain of the enemy that the enemy wraps around their lives, keeps them bound up to that thing, in prison in their life to that, and begin to realize Jesus came to set the captive free. The anointing power of the Holy Spirit. That's what Peter said. He says, this is the message that was preached, starting in Galilee and spreading all over Judea. How God, the spirit of the Lord, came upon Jesus and Jesus went about setting people free from captivity because that's the, that's the message and that's what the anointing does. Amen. Capture that and begin to see, I don't have to have this thing in my life. This is a prison. Father God, let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you. You set the captives free. I thank you that the gospel, the truth of the gospel is a message of freedom from captivity. And Father God, it is not your heart and your desire for people to be under oppression and to be chained up by the enemy and bound in areas of their life. It's not your heart. It's not your desire anymore. That is, that is an awful oppression of the enemy. 
Father God, I pray right now, I thank you for the anointing power of the Holy Spirit, releasing, destroying those shackles, destroying those chains that are keeping people bound in their bodies, those shackles and bondages and bands of imprisonment around their lives, keeping their bodies bound. Be free in the name of Jesus from those things. Father God, I thank you. We give you the glory. I thank you that you're the God who sets free from captivity. You're the God who releases from bondage and oppression of the enemy in the mind and the body. But today we've been focusing on the body. But Father, I thank you and I give you the glory and the honor. I thank you that you show yourself to be the loving Father who values people and values them and desires to see them free. We give you the glory and the honor for that in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you. I pray that people will be set free from this, from during this message today. I pray that people will be set free in this message as they listen to it from captivities that abound them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you the glory and the honor, Lord God. Amen. I I, I pray that you get a hold of this. And, and, and like I said, just one thing just before I close, well, I said it right at the end of that prayer. When you realize that the value God places on you, this woman was important to Jesus. Her condition, the it was important to him. That shows the will of God right there. You capture, they begin to realize God values you as an individual. He doesn't want you bound and in chains to things that are imprisoning your life. Right there, you've got your answer to, is it the will of God to heal? Yes, it is, because that thing's a chain of the enemy. And you can be free from it. And give God all the glory and the honor. So thank you for listening to us. And um, just at the bottom of the screen, there is a link from these shores.online slash courses. I run some, some online courses. There's doing a free one at the moment on the subject of holiness. I've just finished a free course teaching on the Holy Spirit and you're welcome to sign up for that. There's no obligations, free. It's available to get the word of God out to you. But it's only, those courses are only available on that link. They're online courses. Otherwise, I teach like this every Sunday night. UK time, it's the night. And you're welcome to join us for this. And I appreciate you sharing and letting other people know about them because we need to get this message, the word of God out to people. So God bless you. I will be back again next Sunday for for what I believe we're going to do part three. We're going to keep this message going because I want us to capture this whole truth of freedom from captivity. God bless you. Have a blessed week and walk and live free in Jesus name.